0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number three seventy four. I am your sickly host, Florence Ion, and I am joined here by my healthy co-host, Andy Anatco. Hi, can, Andy. I can
1: vouch for that. She's 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 brave as hell. She's like Camille. She's like Violetta. She's mm. she's she's coughing discreetly into a hanky and hiding from the her party guests. The, the I fact might that it's streaked be. with blood. Yes.
0: I might be. I'm going to try really hard not to irk out our editor with my mouth sounds on this <laughs> podcast. But I really missed you guys. I missed you, Andy. I missed yes. Jim. I missed everybody last week. Um, I did not have COVID. Yay. Um, I don't know. I Before I get into what's been going on, I just want to let you know, Andy, because I'm always thinking about you. Today, I thought about you because... Very specifically, I was in the Berlin subreddit um, because that's where I'm at in life right now. I've been on Reddit a lot. I know. <laughs> that's that's how you know it's rough for flow. And somebody asked, where can I go to get dressed up? Me and my partner want to go and get dressed up and go do something fancy. Because in Berlin, for those who don't know, while it is a European city, it is a very like gritty techno, like, chaps, uh, you know, frisky, like, fetishes. Like, that is what Berlin is. Um, it, it, is, it says that, too, in, like, the guidebooks. Like, you go and buy travel books from the bookstore, and it'll tell you, like, by the way, all the sex clubs. And you're yes. like, okay, the, cool, man. The, the movie living.
1: Cabaret did not lie, you're saying.
0: Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, Why was Flo thinking about Andy related to this? (laughs) Well, Andy, because somebody said go to the opera. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, of course, (laughs) because when you want to get dolled up, you go to the opera.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, or
0: you go during Halloween like Andy, and then you you go and cosplay. That's so.
1: that's that's very that's very relevant because I I I promise you that I still I saw your de- Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I still I mean, I, uh, I I don't I don't want to take up too much time from the intro, but yeah. So um, I've I've decided that if I am going to go and cosplay again this year on Halloween uh, at the Met Opera, I have chosen another like science fiction slash fantasy cosplay where it would suit the same rules as last year where if if for people who are not aware of this character i would not get a second glance however if you had any familiar with this character that i want to get people like even if they're like 68 years old and like you know members of the opera board pointing at me in awe and going dude and so there are three items only three specific items that oh my are, God! He's
0: doing it again. That are <laughs> you're gonna do it again? I'm. I, I, have, it again.
1: I have not decided yet. I just. I just. And the want thing their... is, when
0: I found out what you did last year, I was like, "That is so easy. How did I not <laughs> piece it together?" But you make it so hard, and that was what is the beauty of your cosplay. I yep. will say.
1: So, the, so there was there was there were three items, three signature items I would have to have outside of just plain clothes, but you know the right plain clothes. I got the first one because I was able to get it super super cheap on eBay. It would have been one hundred and eighty dollars new, but I've managed to find one secondhand, vintage, super super cheap. So that wow. I bought like a few months ago. That was a crime of opportunity. And then this was I felt as though this was going to be. A, a, a small tipping point because there's a certain item that i was trying to find but i could not find and then i found on the uh, on some sort of replica uh, replica pop props forum or some sort of cosplay forum someone had found that uh I, I needed i needed a scarf that looked exactly a certain right and mm-hmm. you're thinking doctor who but i'm going to tell you it's not doctor who and so someone find hey there is this company that like makes scarves for like schools and colleges and stuff like that and they have a wide selection but they also have like an online like make your own scarf tool and so okay. you can actually des- you can actually specify what pattern you want what the colors should be and he said i've managed to get them to replicate this exact scarf and it was not that it was not that expensive although i had i had one uh i had one false start because uh, i had decided that like this this scarf even have it custom made and shipped to me from london only cost like a little bit less than $60. I forgot I forgot that how weak the pound is against the dollar these days. I'm used to it being like uh, oh, yeah, 1.7, right. 1.6. And so I, I I had instead bought on eBay a collegiate style scarf that was not even close but it would it would be evocative. You'd have you wouldn't you you would if you had remembered this character you'd only remember that he wears like a collegiate style scarf. If you did not remember exactly what kind, it would pass fine, and fortunately, thank God. So I bought this like as a as a buy it now, just as a okay. Well, we'll have this and it'll be done. Mm-hmm. I had and thank God, uh, I got an email. I got a message from the seller, bending over backwards like a poly. I'm so sorry. Like we have, we we sell so much stuff, and I did not know that this that, that this had been sold like months ago. I listed this by mistake. We, I would like to offer you a full refund, and here's like two or three other scarves you can choose from. I'd like to send th- send you as a as a thank oh, you wow. for understanding. And so, I so I got all the so I got all that money back. So for only twenty dollars more than I'd spent on the one that was not even close, I was able to get the exact one. And I and I ordered it like last week because I figured that look, I don't I don't know how long it takes for them. For all I know, like they actually subcontract this out to like Asia to have these things made. it's going to take, maybe it'll take a month for it to, uh, for them to get it made. And then another month for it to be shipped out. And actually it was like a one week turnaround. So I have it. So now there's only one more small thing I would need if I wanted to go see Tosca on, on Monday, October 31st at the Metropolitan Opera dressed in cosplay. So I'm that much closer.
0: Okay. You see, this is why people listen to this podcast. Now we have something. Now we have a journey to look forward to. <laughs>
1: exactly. This I will. I will keep people updated as, as, on the progress of this. But I think that. I mean. Uh, uh, I. I. I want our audience to know that just because I have this like fun, lighthearted, optimistic tone, it doesn't mean that I don't suffer. That I don't have real problems to deal with. Like, gee, what am I going to do? That I spent like I spent like thirty five dollars on this scarf that's not quite right. Okay. And I mean, I had to bear through that. I had to accept that, that, the, the how hard life can be sometimes. Okay. Cause I, mean, I, I, I really went through a process with that. And I finally had to say, you know, my Lord would not forsake me. He would not have given me this burden if not for the fact that he, she, or whatever thought that I could persevere through it. And by gum, I persevered through this horrible test of the soul, this. This like the, straight out of the book of Job, of having to deal with not having a scarf that was quite right.
0: Are you setting me up right now?
1: I'm. Are you setting me I'm, up for the segue? I'm. I'm setting you up for the segue, and also <laughs> op, and offering sympathy in advance that people will think, "Oh my God, Andy is absolutely pathetic." Flo, Flo, Flo is much much stronger and much much more <laughs> more resilient than Andy. Is he? He thinks he suffered because he got a scarf that was not quite right,
0: <sighs> folks. Let's get personal real quick. Uh, I just got out of a week and a half of hell caretaking for my family. Last week, I was solo parenting. Um, and I got sick from the child who brought something home from the school, which is why I was not here on the podcast, because I lost my voice. I got very sick in the in the throat talking area, which is one other thing that I do with my living. <laughs> so besides <laughs> typing. Um, So that's why I was not here last week. That really sucked. Um, And then it just so turns out that the other parent brought home an extra visitor Mm. by the name of Sharona. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I'm giving it a lot of night. I'm being very nice by giving it. Yeah. A a nice name and 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 B not just calling it the Rona because that's
1: also that's what came into not my giving house. it its, its particular name because we don't want to get the explicit tag. It is it has earned a certain name, particularly in your house.
0: Yes, um, it's been awful. It's been awful. It's been terrible. People have been sick. The child got very sick again, so she's been nonstop sick for the last two weeks. Uh, she had a. 100 plus degree fever for a couple days Yikes. consecutively and yeah. that really but it wasn't like high enough to take her to the ER that that was the real annoyance like I had talked to the doctors and everything because thank god for the year 2022 and being able to email a doctor uh because you can't go in <laughs> cuz everything is awful uh, it's very hard to go to the doctor and and get things looked at so you just have to hope that your problem can be solved through an email And so everybody's just been kind of waiting out at home. We're just bunkering together. And Andy is literally the first other adult I've talked to (laughs) all week. Uh, It's been a lot. It's been a lot. And the thing that was really a lot through all of this, though, is that I had to write the Galaxy Fold (laughs) review. And I was going to have it a lot sooner. I had this like really great sprint planned for how I was going to tackle all these new devices that Samsung sent me to cover for Gizmodo. And I had this great schedule picked out and, you know, I was I was going to get it all for you before it went on sale on August 26th, which is tomorrow, which is the day that this podcast will be publishing. Uh, but that's not happening. Instead, the only review that I was able to put together was the Z Fold Four. But I'm kind of like, I kind of took in this time, so I it was very, I was very sick as well, and also caretaking, and it was just, it was just a lot, folks. I'm, I'm not here yeah. to like, you know, dump it all on you, but let's just say I could only work on this review, like a couple hours at a time if at best
1: and but you but you Um, you didn't have covid it was just like being sick sick right yeah
0: it was just everything like being sick and caregiving like
1: right you know i've been i've been on the bus all your mental focus is on the care of in your case two other people and you're also Mm -hmm. trying to get a full day's work done and that's just really really tough
0: it's it's hard and i had to really the, the really hard part is the code switching because I go from parent, caretaker to tech journalist, gadget reviewer, okay, yeah. and those are very different hats to wear. Um, it was hard for me to just sit down and get the thing started because I was not in the mood to sit and be like, let me talk about this great new piece of technology. <laughs> so I decided that instead I would tackle it in a more personal manner, which, you know, I tried to take advantage of the situation. And Andy and I were just talking about the creative brain (laughs) before (laughs) recording. So I was like, how can I make this work for me so that it's something that I can get done with how miserable I feel about everything? Um, Because the hardest thing to try and do is to create when you're your heart is having a hard time getting into it. So in order for me to get into it, I had to put myself into it. And it felt a little self-indulgent, but I got some good feedback today and the review will be publishing, so you'll get to see the whole thing. But the gist is this. I want a tablet as a phone. (laughs) (laughs) I have survived because I had this little device (laughs) that just... I've completely ignored my actual daily driver like my OnePlus 9. It just sits with my phone number. I have my smartwatch on, so I'm still like I'm still aggregating all the data, you know, my fitness data and getting mm-hmm. my notifications, but everything else because you can use the web version of those apps that Can only be binded to one device. I just access them on Chrome on this phone, which I can do (laughs) because I can open this phone up into a tablet and then it's like a Nexus 7. And I have like all this room and I have this, you know, I spent a dollar and I got like this Bots Maru (laughs) layout situation. That's cute. And it is so cute. And um. Let's see. And you know, you open an app, and it has like this great little like taskbar situation right. at the that's, bottom. That's new with Android 13, wasn't it? Or
1: 12, Android 12
0: 12L. 12L. Um. That's the Android that's infused in the ah. Galaxy Z Fold 4 before you get the Android 13 update. And Android 13, as we all know, as you should know. Uh, features all of the (laughs) uh, the tablet editions that they made in in 12l so but also you know samsung went in and tweaked stuff some of the like the tiktok app that i have on here is from the samsung app store because that gives me the actual two three column uh, variable layout that you can do you you know they Mm -hmm. They did all their things. Anyway, whatever they did, it works really darn well. Um, the hardware is, I just, yeah, you know, just, I, I think what happened, Andy, is I developed a ritual around this phone that I really needed to ground me with how chaotic every day was. I didn't, yeah. I wish I put this in the review, but it's probably good I didn't because this this is a very personal thing, but. Yeah. Having that ritual with this phone, I think I understand why people get attracted to these new form factors because then it becomes a psychological thing. So now at the end of the night, um, because I'm still semi quarantining from my family, we're all wearing masks, by the way, in the house, um, because we're still waiting for the person to test negative. So that's where we are right now. I'm in my safe haven of my office. Um, (laughs) I go into bed, which, you know, is very quiet right now because everybody's in their own rooms um, and do my little like routine. So I've just been doing that to ground myself at night. And it made me miss the whole routine that you develop around having a tablet, because I don't have a tablet. Mm -hmm. I have a laptop and I have a crap ton of phones as we all know um but i don't have a tablet that i really i have a surface go three which i use sometimes when i'm doing like some editing work in bed but it's not the kind of tablet that you can just like cuddle up with you know right you can cuddle up with the z fold four um i really i really like it but i you know not to give away too much of the review because I I would really like you to please go support my work. (laughs) Flowrights.tech. I'll take you to my byline. I, uh, this thing is so much money. Yeah. $1,800.
1: That's for the cheap one too. Yeah.
0: That's cheap. It's for the end. It's for the 256 gig configuration. And I'm just thinking about how much money I spent on my Dell XPS and this, I bought this as, you know, my quote unquote work truck is what I call it. Right. Like you buy this for work and I plan to use it for a very long time. Whereas I don't know that I would have that kind of longevity from this device. By the way, I've only had it for a week and a half and it already has scratches and yeah. like boo-boos on it.
1: because It has that plastic uh, screen cover because it's folding. Yeah.
0: It's not. So the screen. Okay. Yes. The plastic screen cover on the inside. Correct. That does have scratches already. On it, mm. just from like, hello, I've been caretaking for people <laughs> and a toddler.
1: You've been using it like a phone and or tablet. How yeah.
0: So already in a week and a half that happened. I'm not just, I decided to just like go for it. Let's let's review this thing and put it through its paces. We're not going to just treat it like a very delicate little potato. Sure. It's, you know, um, and and then also there is a little, you can't see this if I show it to you because yeah there's not enough lighting with the webcam but there's a little fraying on the hinges really and so the rest of the device is covered in what samsung calls um oh i forgot the our armor aluminum armor aluminum something mm. akin to that that's your armor it's a little <laughs> scratchy i guess mm. so not to mention, by the way, every predecessor to this had the bubbling up of the screen on the inside. So, like, yeah. there are still manufacturing things, but God, I really developed an emotional attachment to this phone over the last week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> it's well because like that's it. I, I, I hate to be uh, uh, melancholic or overly lyrical. But it's like this. This when you when you unfold this tablet, it's your it's your sole window to the outside world. Where hey, look, there's a world a of entertainment point. and things to read and news and and videos <sighs> and has that have nothing to do with taking care of a sick kid and a, and uh, and uh, and, a, and a sick spouse and like oh, uh, and all the yeah. It's I'm I, I'm I'm sort of hip to that because my like uh my iPhone was kind of like the same thing when I was taking care of my mom. Because mm. it was like, because because you know, I, whatever she wants to do is what is what I'm doing, and so like sometimes she'd be like you know, watching Judge Judy, and like I really don't like Judge Judy, but I but I had this little, <laughs> but I had this little dice game on the iPhone that I could play, and while well, like like sitting sitting next to her, keeping her company, you know, then we'd be spending time together, and if I needed to, again, this little window to a world that I'm familiar with that has nothing to do with having a sick mom it's like i could pl- i could i could exist through this phone which will and also message through people and friends of mine that i couldn't see physically for you know for that year and whatever so yeah no I'm, I'm i'm very hip to that and i think i can't wait to, to read your review because that's that's exactly the sort of like journalism i really really like because there's, there's going to be a hundred different uh reviews that are like hey well you can Samsung recover from the first couple of major stumbles? Can it possibly be worth seventeen hundred ninety nine dollars? We're going to take a look in and, yes. and Saul's next video. It's uh, you really have to come up with a perspective of here is what it was like to use it in a certain week. Uh, the uh, I'm going to explain. I'm, I'm in this in this review. I'm going to explain that it was a very very unusual week. But maybe that's a week, and maybe that's a good example of how a device like this really stands out. I mean, that's that's exactly the sort of valuable stuff that uh, that a, po- a point of view delivers to a review. So I can't wait to read it.
0: Well, thank you, Andy. I also just am feeling a little like, are we not sick of hearing the same things over and over again? I'm not trying to shade people out there who do a very great job of covering like the business of this industry and how these devices fit into like the general zeitgeist. And just, you know, obviously it is very important for us to know Things like spec versus spec and software difference versus software difference. But we really need to just talk more about how we're using the devices yeah. as very stressed out people, <laughs> because that is what we are a society of. Like we cannot keep forgetting that we're still living with this pandemic, like yes, it has evolved. is very different than where where it was when it first started. But we're st- like my life was so disrupted because of this virus that is still looming around. Yeah, and what happens when your life is disrupted? Like the last thing you need is something new coming in and disrupting it. But that did not happen with this phone because I was sort of able to like go in and get more out of it when I needed it. So like, oh God, I have to write this email. I need to take care of this email. Instead of me rushing down to my computer in my room where I can comfortably sit at the desk and do the whole thing with the mechanical keyboard, I actually found that I could type out an email, two-thumbed, on this tablet device and that the keyboard app was actually able to count my taps even with like my manicure that I need to get like redone. You know, it's just like these little... You know what I mean? It's just, these are things that I, that were missing for me. So I hope that it can resonate for somebody else out there because that is, that's how I look at these things. Um, and now that's why I'm wearing, I wasn't, I'm not now because I, I need to take a break. That's why I was wearing two smartwatches today. <laughs> so it it really is a lot though, wearing two smartwatches, like kudos to those of you out there who cover fitness devices because, <laughs> because I feel like I feel like a superhero. Yeah, like Wonder like, Woman. Like things are gonna pop out. Ka-pwing, I was ka-pwing. gonna say Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh well, well, well. Um before we get into the show this week, I also just want to tell Andy that I've somehow refound comics nice. in the newspaper. Just wanted to let you know.
1: Like what what triggered this?
0: I remember that I pay for the San Francisco Chronicle and I have a tablet now. <laughs> loan from Samsung. Yep. And so I started doing the crosswords at night. I was like, you know what? I have this app and it looks really nice on this form factor. I should probably take advantage of it. And um uh we have to have another discussion about the comics though, another time, because I have some concerns about some of the content.
1: We 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 can have a good conversation about that. This is, I've, I've managed to in, in in my ongoing and endless quest to become a better human being than I am today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have excised every single example of like hate watching, hate listening, hate whatever from my life. I used to watch Family Guy every week because I hated it. I kind of enjoyed how <laughs> oh, I kind of rough. enjoyed how much I hated it. And but too much. In my defense, it used to be like on between. Uh, The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers. So it's like Mm -hmm. I I kind of I I, I would basically play the game of let's see without without even trying to like uh, contain my emotions. Let's see if if it will even get me if anything in this episode is going to get me to even smile a little bit, let alone laugh. And and I I realized that that was not a positive thing. That was not if I had an ideal vision of myself that I'm a, I'm a striving towards. That is not part of that portrait. And I wanted to excise that. However, there is one comic strip that I still <laughs> I have to admit that I, that I hate read. But it's, it's not so much hate reading, so much as I'm just fascinated by, like chess-like moves that the artist slash writer of this comic strip engages in to elevate the level of badness of this strip that it's not like he doesn't he doesn't work at it it's not like he's he doesn't care about it it's not so he's like voice off the writing of the art on other people it's like he basically feels like i'm gonna start it's not it's not enough that i start with a bad idea i have to figure out the worst way of executing that and also a way where it makes absolutely no sense within the context of the strip. And we, so we can talk about that <laughs> later. So that's, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I, I unfortunately I'm not, pay, I'm not paying for the access to the strip. It's not like I'm, you know, devoting like one burrito a month of, 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 of subscription fees right. to, to, <laughs> to hating this. And I don't hate the strip. I'm again, I'm just, it's, it's like when, it's like when you see a, a, a when, when you see someone who's trying to carry, like uh, all of their like they're 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 at the beach and they're they got out of the car and they're trying to Mm -hmm. carry the cooler and two folding chairs and an umbrella and a beach bag and they found they keep finding the the most in the 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 least effective way to carry all this stuff and you can't stop watching because you're like there, it's. It would be so much easier if you just like looped your arm through this, this, and that, carried that in one hand, and like. But why are you trying to like? Uh, it's. It's fascinating. So I don't hate it. I'm just fascinated by the show that I'm. I'm sorry that was that went on way too long. But yes, there's. There's <laughs> there's there, there's there's a conversation we can have about the comics, mostly about good See, comics.
0: We just. I just want to inspire everybody to want bonus episodes from yeah. <laughs> So please, folks uh write in (laughs) and let them know what you want you want to hear us talk about comics um actually we are going to talk about google today because this is what this podcast is about um and hitting very close to home we're actually going to start off talking about how google had a big covid outbreak in its los angeles office that's actually a pretty big headline this week so we're going to get into that and speaking of big headlines, we're also going to get into a very, I'm just going to say it, very disturbing, trending story that came from the New York Times this week, which is how a dad was flagged as a criminal by Google for uploading naked photos of his son to his personal Google Photos account. It's going to be something. Mm. Um, I Yeah, I, I've been waiting to talk to Andy about this. So yes. That'll be... Stay tuned for that. Uh, We're also going to give you some updates on Google Maps and uh, how the search will now label health clinics that provide abortions, you know, because of the whole Roe v. Wade being overturned thing. In case you forgot. Oh, and also in case you forgot, by the way, there's also still a war in Ukraine just to keep things on the up and up here in this episode. Uh, but Google is launching an experiment to curb the anti-Ukraine misinformation in Europe. And uh, we're going to tell you what they're going to try and do overseas with the Eastern Europeans. <laughs> That's coming up next.
1: That's going to fix everything. I'm, I got a really good feeling everything. about this.
0: Mm-hmm. But first a drink of water. Well, I'm not going to lie. When I saw this headline come through, I thought, oh, my God, is this where it came from in my household? (laughs) Granted, I don't live in Southern California. I live in Northern California. But my family member, I mean, you can deduce who it is, but I I don't want to put them on the spot because they already feel so bad about everything, Uh, you know, was down in the area. So I don't know. I guess I am just going to decide to like I'm just going to pin it all of Southern California. But um. Deadline.com, which you may know for delivering Hollywood headline news, has actually been following the increase of COVID infections in LA. Uh, Deadline is kind of... A trade quote-unquote paper. So it's like where you read about who's starring and what, blah, blah, blah. And so that's why they're tracking this is just to kind of like keep a thumb on what's happening in the industry. Well, they figured out that Google's Venice headquarters and its campus at Playa Vista recorded the greatest number of new infections in LA County last week. And this is according to the county's COVID dashboard. As a side note, by the way, I completely forgot that I still haven't changed my exposure notifications from New York. Did you know that you could do that, by the way, on your Android device? No, I did not. You can go into the settings and change it depending on the state that you're in, in case you need to change those exposure notifications, as a side note. Side note. Um, With over 300 infections, Google beat out American Airlines and the TSA at LAX, And that is pretty alarming, considering that Google workers are not shouting at people to put their stuff into bins. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, it did. When I saw this headline, I was thinking, Andy, how, 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 how? By the way, I looked at the Playa Vista campus on Google Maps before we started recording. And I have to say, it looks very much like the Mountain View campus
1: it's i mean it's supposed to be pretty cool it's uh they i guess google bought or leased the hangar where howard hughes yes. used to house the the spruce goose and so mm-hmm. it, was, it was. it was another one of those hey look let's make let, let's invest in this huge huge expensive it's piece of real cool. estate and spend a long time like renovating it and just in time for people to not want to come back to our <laughs> office work because of covid because of exactly the, the story that we're talking about right now
0: yeah Those 280 infections, by the way, that were part of the 300 represent about 14 percent of the Playa Vista campus's 2,000 workers. Yeah, which is a a not. It is a not insignificant number. It's and it just. It's very difficult to read this in the midst of all these headlines about how workers are saying we don't want to go back to the office where you know we really shouldn't have to. Like there's. This stuff is still going on, right? Um, I, I would have probably had more to say, except that i've 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 worked through a lot of anger this week <laughs> already <laughs> on this topic. Yeah, so I feel a little exasperated just saying that. You know what? Find the chicest, nicest mask that you are willing to pay money for, and just invest in it. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you could just wear. I would say keep wearing it. um, If you're afraid of getting this virus again and again and again, because I, uh, what what can you do when there's no mask mandates? If the government is telling you everything's fine, your workers are going to come to work like everything's fine.
1: Yeah, and and I really think that like companies and other organizations they're sort of exploiting the fact that people's uh, stamina for 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 covid countermeasures is really at its lowest ebb uh, since uh, since 2000 march or 2020 and so i think that they know that look this is a very very risky thing but if we can whatever we can do to get bodies back inside these offices hmm. if they if if people if people are willing to think that hey it's kind of over with as so long as i'm as so long as i'm triple vax i'm perfect i'm perfectly safe nothing's going to happen to me we're going to exploit the hell out of that like just just like uh, again, the Comic Con, the Boston Comic Con, they didn't go to last week because, like, weekend because it was like, no mask mandate, no vaccine mandate. It's, uh, I just don't, I just don't want to be, I didn't want to be sick this week and know that, well, Andy, on thursday night when you were making the decision whether to go or not you knew that this is going to be a very very crowded close quarters place where nobody had to prove that they had been masked that, that that they had been vaccinated or that they were wearing a mask and you went anyway and now you're sick how does that feel to be that clever andy and so i, I do think that all of these different organizations like uh uh the i've found out that the uh we're talking about the the, the metropolitan opera earlier and uh, i don't think i i don't think that if if I remember correctly, they've dropped the vex vac- proof of vaccine mandate, but they are still maintaining a mask mandate inside, which is half it's it's half a solution. As long as everybody is masked, I'm right. I'm good enough with that. And it's also a visible sign that I can't I can't see that someone has been vaccinated, but I can see that they're wearing a can can ninety five or mm-hmm. an N ninety five. And so yeah, I mean we can't Or a piece f- of cloth. Yeah. I mean <laughs> we, we can't we can't we can't forget that this is still an ongoing thing and we can't, we can't be dopes because I mean, you're proof enough that this is still a problem and it can still cause real havoc inside a household. Even if it doesn't lead to like long, uh, if it doesn't lead to longstanding, uh, health repercussions, it's still mm-hmm. immensely disruptive to a household that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, people are, people are suffering from COVID. People are suffering from having to care for people who have COVID inside a house. So
0: I think that's what's really frustrating about all this is um because this story at its core is not about Google. Google's just being Google has a giant freaking workforce, a global one at that, so we could just take a sampling of their workforce to see how the pandemic is is squaring off with the way that yeah. things are, and this is this is what we have. This is an anecdote that we have of how this is going yeah. and i I I just feel like we should probably move on because I could sit on this forever about how frustrating it is living in this.
1: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say to close this off is that you have to ask yourself, well, 14% of your workforce in this campus has, has is positive for COVID at what point, would any company who has two thousand who has a, a two thousand person campus say, "Okay, guess what? We are now doing a partial closure of this campus once again because we don't want that to increase to twenty percent right. or twenty five. We don't want that to be a permanent fifteen percent, where we're always going to have fifteen percent of our employees uh, coming back from two weeks of, of quarantine and then another fifteen percent on top of that going home with with COVID." You know, it's uh, you, you want to, you want companies to do the right thing, and sometimes you think that. If people just think that COVID is like having the flu where, oh gosh, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to cancel this meeting. We're not going to disrupt our business because, uh, because of COVID like that, we need to revisit that attitude.
0: I have to ask, does any of this have to do with Howard Hughes?
1: Uh, meaning that maybe he still has some of those, uh, uh pee filled jars like hanging around and maybe that's causing a health problem. that would be more of a, I more mean... flies than, uh, than COVID.
0: I just see, you know, I'm very into the whole, like, uh, the spirits floating around Hollywood and the, uh, I mean, I, you know, everybody knows my theory about Marilyn Monroe haunting me and my pixel (laughs) three. Um, anyway, anyway, that's for another day, another time. Uh, now we're going to get into even more serious business. So we're going to do a, uh, content warning right here and anybody who's got, kids or puppies with sensitive ears in the car. Maybe you want to listen to this later. Uh, it is kind of intense. It was a very intense story to read. I'm going to be very honest. The headline of the story on the New York Times is, a dad took photos of his naked toddler for the doctor. Google flagged him as a criminal. Um, Now, this story is important for several reasons. It's important because it helped it's helping raise a lot of questions about just how Google is using private content on its servers, how it's scanning these things. Um, it's also giving us an, a glimpse into how tech companies are scanning for evidence of CSAM. And I would like to refer to it as CSAM just to kind of help offset. what the word is, but just for those who the uninitiated uh, the world stands, the word stands for child uh, sex abuse material. So um, it is not called P O R N. (laughs) I would like to just do a teachable moment here. We're not using that anymore. We are saying CSAM. That's what is called that. I think I believe Apple used that in its documentation when uh, this conversation started last year. Um, And, by the way, that's also why this conversation started, because Apple had started scanning for this kind of material on its servers. Um, so this happened to a specific parent here in the Bay Area in San Francisco. He was trying to get his Google accounts and data restored after Google flagged a photo that he had uploaded of his son's private area. Um, again, I'm just saying that to like make this easier to digest for everybody. but. Very good. He had taken those pictures as uh, medical evidence for the doctors, because as I talked about earlier, just on this podcast, like you can email doctors, you send them pictures. You're like, what the heck is this rash on me? Why is this bleeding? And they will tell you because... You yeah. know, he had to work on I mean, cadavers. <laughs> so, like they've yeah. seen everything.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and his doctor had actually like asked for he it, it, there was a, a rash or a redness or swelling, possibly an infection mm-hmm. that he described to his to uh, his child's doctor, and they're like, okay, well, send me a picture and I'll 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 take a look at it. Maybe you don't even need to come in. Uh, and yeah, and the doctor basically said, yeah, that's definitely an infection. We'll I'll I'll send an electronic prescription for antibiotics and everything, and everything cleared up just fine.
0: Right. So thankfully the child was taken care of, but what was completely totally obliterated was this Google account. Because so the photo was automatically synced to the parent's Google Photos account and that's where it was flagged as possible CSAM. Google then examined the entire contents of the accounts, flagged an additional images problematic and then forwarded the evidence to the authorities. Um, They also closed the parents' access to all of his Google accounts, services, and data. So everything from Gmail to Google Docs to, let's say, Google Voice, he had it all shut down. And if you think about it, think about your Google account right now, how much of a key that is into your life. Um, Me, I've been using my Google account since college. That is (laughs) lifetimes I've lived lifetimes since then. <laughs> and for me to lose access to all that part of myself would be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Um, and that's why the story became such a big headline is because of how devastating it was. Yeah. I mean, losing, this, losing yeah. all
1: of your photos, all of your contacts, all of your calendar stuff. Also, he had uh, his cell phone service came through Google Fi So his cell phone (laughs) service was shut down, which meant that when he tried (laughs) to when he tried, so that also meant that all all the uh, second factor uh, authentication codes that Mm -hmm. all of the other services used was tied to that phone number in that account. So now he can't get verification to log into all of his other accounts. It was just an absolutely uh, Armageddon sort of situation for him.
0: Yeah. SFPD, by the way, did investigate this and they determined that there were no crime was committed, but Google is still refusing to reinstate the parents' access despite an official letter from SFPD. Um Yeah, it's uh Google then defended their CSAM detection procedures, explaining that before taking actions, the images flagged by algorithms are also viewed by human inspectors. By the way, I've met people who do this for a living and it is yeah. these people. Should be given all of the mental health absolutely uh, resources that they need because this is like not it's, tra- it's, it's job.
1: trauma inducing to see the some of the exactly. material. I, yeah, material. and they
0: and they're trained to identify the signs of infections. And other possible medical conditions that would indicate that this photo was taken for diagnosis and not as a CSAM content. Uh, but regardless of that, it was still brought through. Um, companies like Google do have a legal obligation both to proactively scan their internet-facing services for CSAM And to forward any suspicious content to the government for further investigation, Uh, this is all part of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Thank you, Andy, for putting this in here. And it's one of the conditions of the protections against being held responsible for user-generated content hosted by its servers. So this is just a private company that was doing what it was instructed to do by the government and just doing what it needed to do to keep itself from getting into hot water automatically um, okay so there there are two big issues here um, first of all this case illustrates kind of the danger of the scope of these uh, CSAM detection algorithms. They Apple had the same PR crisis last year, as we mentioned earlier, when they announced that the future edition of the iPhone of iOS would scan user photos for CSAM before being sent anywhere. But Apple had to kind of back off and reconsider this because of so much backlash about it. The other thing is that Google really loves the bureaucracy, <laughs> <laughs> just making it really hard for you to get back your very precious account, which is, which is frustrating because Google does so much marketing to get you into the ecosystem and to really like tie you down into this. And so it kind of sucks that they're like, well, that's too bad. Yeah, you shouldn't have uploaded that to the servers. You should have used the lock folder, man. Why didn't you use the lock folder? We <laughs> just introduced it in the latest version of Google Photos. Oh, you didn't update your photo. Okay, sorry, yeah. Andy. I mean, you it's
1: not, say? Yeah, no, you're right, and, and it's and it's not even like that. It's that we we've we've, det- we've detected CSAM on your account. We are shutting down all your account access. And then, if you, well, actually, no, actually, I actually have a letter from the San Francisco Police Department saying that they did investigate. They found they said there was absolutely no no evidence of this so i assume that you're going to be restoring my account access like no we're not like oh well can i appeal this no you can't like well who can i talk to i'm not giving you any email there's no email address to email there's no phone number to call essentially uh, outside of a, outside of, of, of a lawyer and a hundred thousand dollar budget there is a mm. brick wall that they put up once they make a bureaucratic decision that you cannot pass through we talked about i talked about this a while ago when uh, one of my Unused uh, Gmail accounts got like deactivated, and it wasn't as though like well, because there was suspicious activity on the account, it was shut. Your account was shut down. Like, what kind of suspicious activity? Like. And it's there. There was nothing in the email that said here is exactly what was what was suspicious activity. I asked for well, if you want, you can ask for a and you can appeal this decision. Okay, great. I'm going to send. A, I'm going to send an email to this, and almost immediately got an, an auto, What looked like an automated response that yeah, we're not going to restore sur- sur- your account. And again, no, like there's no one to talk to, no one to ask. It's like, no, we're, we are going to make it impossible for you to possibly follow up on this in any way, shape, or form. We don't want to be bothered because we've made this decision. And now it's easier for us to totally ignore you, no matter what the merits of your defense are. And that's just plain terrible. I mean, the, 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 the weird thing that, makes google look even stupider here is that again he just he just wants his photos back and he wants like all of his data back and uh, because of the police investigation of course the police were able to subpoena and were received essentially all the Mm -hmm. contents of his google account and so apparently apparently the the sfpd is has indicated that yeah we'll we'll see we'll try to like give you like what google gave us so you can at least have your photos back and so the fact that like the the, you you would you would think that like in a the form of dystopia that people imagine, mm-hmm. like in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, it's the police that can't that are that are the brick walls. Like, no, no, no. We we you took a picture. You you, you took a picture that's suspicious, and now you're going to be in this Kafkaesque nightmare that, from which there is no escape. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and no, it's like the cops. Are like, no, actually, we, we 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 took a look at it. We made we 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 acted like human in like intelligent human beings who understand the concept of context, and that we saw we we looked at all your data. We knew that there's absolutely no other sign that that this was anything other than a medical diagnostic thing. And we are going to help you to get your data back because they gave it to us. And for us, Google is like, nope, nope, nope. And even there, even there, the, 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 when this started to blow up the, uh, uh the official like response that Google was, was giving to like people who are making inquiries is that we have, we have a zero tolerance policy on this. We, we have draw a firm line. We, we are unmovable on this. Like, yeah, that would be great if this if this were actual like CSAM. It is not. You don't have to draw of there's no zero tolerance does not you don't have to tolerate this because this thing that you're not tolerating didn't happen. So, yeah. So it's it's super super frustrating and it's it's even worse because it's it's symbolic of a larger problem. Like it was just a little bit annoying to me that I okay, this there's a really it was a really cool early like it was, it was when you can get like a six letter common word as an, as a Gmail address. I wish I had it back, but okay, no great loss. Okay. But what if you're a YouTube creator and that your YouTube channel started getting very, very successful so much so that you decided to take the plunge after two years and uh, start uh, relying on as your sole as your primary source of income. And then suddenly, Oh, by the way, on most of your mm-hmm. most popular videos, fraudulent copyright claims are being made against it so that uh, all of your reven- ad revenue is going to these people who made this fraud- fraudulent claim. You're fr- filing a protest, but now it's being ignored, or they're taking your channel, they're demonetizing, or even delisting your channel because of things that uh, a reason that they're not willing to explain to you. And no, there's no reason to appeal. And now you've gone from making kind of an okay living to now you have absolutely no living whatsoever, and you don't know you don't know why uh, the the <laughs> why the dystopian uh, 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 world government controlled tanks decided to bulldoze your business leaving behind like a slip of paper saying you know why we bulldozed your business goodbye there was no way to appeal this it's like yeah this is yeah you, you you're your trillion dollar company you can do better than this i think
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm uh well if you are interested in reading that article by the way we are going to put it in the show notes and i feel like this is a good time for us to take a quick little break and when we get back a couple more little updates on what's going on with google indeed well some levity to what is turning out to be (laughs) kind of a heavy episode of material (laughs) podcast um now roe versus wade Roe v. Wade has been overturned. So that's not the levity here. But the levity is that if you go use Google search and Google Maps, at least now you have a slightly, slightly easier time figuring out. Which one will give you the abortion, and which one won't? <laughs> which
1: which one will, um, will give you like the 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 ninety minute PowerPoint presentation on how abortions are evil and how having an abortion causes increases the chance of having like a half wolf child in the future by at least four hundred percent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I could really use the help of a half wolf child. I feel like that would be a really <laughs> strong child. Um, and I would be able to put it to work to do things like uh, break logs, um, paint walls. I don't know. Uh, as
1: well as, anyway. <laughs> as, as, well, as soon as, soon as you know, at a, uh, I think that wolves, like at a young age, are able to, like, stalk and kill things. So they could, instead of having to, mm, like, cook true. and feed for it, you could just, like, you know, unlatch the, the, the doggy slash kitty door so they can just uh, let themselves that's out. That's great. Come back, <laughs> come back, with, give, just get get out the wet wipes and, like, wipe the blood off of his fur you know
0: that's so great see, Has, and, and you have some see, time to
1: itself while it's out hunting
0: see exactly um okay so but, Mo, but, Mona, but, but, but
1: your kid is great i mean this, not being a half wolf that's she does throw
0: kid. away her trash in the trash can okay she tries to help which is good good it's for good. her um i wish she would hunt whereas we're uh, a so wolf
1: child would probably be knocking over the trash cans and like eating out of the that's garbage
0: that's true that's really true. That's really sorry, true. I'm sorry. Oh, Where, God. Please. And they would want to mark everything too. Ugh. So the whole house would just stink. Ooh. Ooh. You're right. You're right. Uh, anyway, so TechCrunch reported today that Google Search and Google Maps will soon make it clear if a healthcare facility or a veteran's hospital offers abortion services. Um, the presence of the label provides abortions, quote unquote, means that Google has positively verify that abortion services are available at this location when a healthcare facility hasn't been verified it will bear the label might not provide abortions um you have seen labels like this before in Google Maps and Google Search you have seen them for things like if a facility offers a charging station for your electric vehicle or if the facility has access to maybe covid vaccines um it's you know it'll look nothing it'll look nothing super obvious it'll just be there as a little label it's 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 the the
1: difference between like uh uh, previously google would quote no unquote that google's this location is associated with abortion services by context by what's on its own website by on whatever keyword gaming that this this uh, this website or this service has done, which meant that it was very, very, it was very, very organizations that do not provide abortion services but are consultant services that essentially trick women into coming in for an appointment and then just being harangued and harassed. Uh, yeah, they've been playing that game a lot. And so rather than calculating algorithmically, whether or not this place may or may not uh, provide abortion services. This is like, no, this has been verified either because Google phoned themselves to verify this or because they bought data from another service that themselves has positively verified it. So, yeah, that's a big step forward.
0: Mm. I will say, by the way, just as a side note, because I did volunteer at one of these places in high school, that the consulting is not always... Uh, it's not always as intense as you might imagine. Like it it could be very microaggression-y, or it's just or it'll just be like, Oh, you've decided not to have an abortion. Let us help you. Like they'll just, you know what I mean? They won't even offer it as an option. And she's like, Well, you gotta have this baby. Now, you can imagine this is controversial because Google has been under pressure from both sides. And no, I am not both sides-isming you right now. I'm trying to tell you that pro-choice politicians have strongly urged Google to help users avoid the so-called crisis pregnancy centers. And then the anti-abortion politicians have insisted that the search results should give equal visibility to these. So it's like Google has to kowtow. It's a private company. It's... (laughs) It's... For revenue's sake, it would like to continue being used by both the pro-choice and the pro-lifers, um, pro-life, pro-life, mm. anti-abortion. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. That's, <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, I had to figure that one out in real time. Um. <laughs> The there's actually been some reporting from Bloomberg and The Guardian that have just sort of shown the scale of this problem. Uh, You know, a tenth to a quarter of the top search results for abortion clinics refer you to a crisis pregnancy center instead of a legitimate abortion provider. And maybe in a state like California, that doesn't seem like such a big deal. But in a state in the middle of nowhere where these clinics are few and far between, it is the difference between a life-changing decision. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that it, this little piece of code is being added, okay? <laughs> yep. I'm I'm glad. Uh, I should also add that Googlers have been protesting the fact that travel allowances um, for those who need to go to another state for abortion services have not become available to Google contractors. So it's nice to see that there is some show of solidarity from the full-time workers to the contracted workers who don't have the same protections, don't have the same health insurance. I think um, we're going to see a lot more of that in the private sector.
1: It's just another way that Google contractors, even though they just like Apple contractors, just like Facebook contractors, they do the exact same jobs as full-time employees. They have IDs, different colors. They show up and do the exact same sort of work, the exact same hours, the exact same days out of the week on projects and jobs that are just as high profile as full-time Googlers, but somehow they are treated really like second-class citizens in every definition of the way, including that if, Google says, hey, we're going to be taking care of our employees. We're protecting it. We, we've acknowledged how dangerous it is that, that this situation exists, but don't worry, we're mitigating it. But people who are working through contractors who are employees in every definition but name, you're on your own. Like, okay, that's not right.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, should we go to the war in Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs>
1: For more good news. Listen,
0: folks, I promise next week we'll do something. Uh, maybe we'll do something on Android 13 okay I know that that like came out but like nobody has it let's be real um three people have it me have Andy it. and you yeah, exactly. yeah, that's it so <laughs> it's, um we'll, we'll talk about we will we'll, we'll come up with something fun but right now let's let's get back to the serious business now Google has actually launched a campaign it's a, excuse me an experiment to help curb anti-Ukraine misinformation in Europe. This is a very interesting thing. Okay. Um, I'll tell you why I think this is interesting after I tell you about it. So Jigsaw is the name of an alphabet subsidiary that tries to solve sociological problems through technology. Very googly thing to do. Mm-hmm. This often involves trying to solve problems that were also partially created by other alphabet subsidiaries, <laughs> like our favorite child, YouTube. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so Jigsaw is launching this pilot program to kind of help and quash online disinformation. The idea is to try and be proactive about tackling the problem by inoculating the audience with special YouTube videos that explains how disinformation campaigns work. So think of it just like, just like a, um, a political campaign ad of sorts, right? Like maybe not as. <laughs> Maybe not skeevy in that way, but this is how I'm picturing it in my mind. The campaign will help tackle disinformation in Poland, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic about Ukrainian refugees. And according to a Reuters report, the YouTube clips will run in advertising slots on Google's YouTube and also in other platforms like Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Meta's Facebook. (laughs) I keep forgetting that the company behind Facebook is Meta now, by the way. They are all aiming to help people identify emotional manipulation and scapegoating in a news headline. Now, the pilot program is based on research in which seven different audiences were exposed to these disinformation videos, including a group of adult Americans. Now, I do think that this is a very interesting experiment that they are embarking on. I'd be very interested to see if this works Because culturally, I'm having a really hard time seeing how this is going to work. You're telling me you're going to convince some of the most... Listen, I'm Eastern European, so I'm I'm taking aim at this, okay? (laughs) Folks, how would you like if somebody from another culture came in and started to tell you what to think about and that you've believed all your life, all the nationalistic things that you were taught you know there's a reason this misinformation is picking up steam where it does and it's because there's already some seeds there that they just you just need to sprinkle a little water and tend a little care and that water and that care comes in the form of a misinformation post from some outlandish article and so i just while i appreciate the sentiment behind this whole campaign it doesn't it helps google's end on it. it helps Google sort of say like, look, 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 we're doing what we can to do, but it doesn't. I, I worry that it's not going to really have the impact that they're kind of hoping it will have. Mm. Because, um, you know, one thing that I've been watching a lot of is the Russians perspective, people who are living in Russia who are against the war and sort of like hearing what they're saying about this. And a lot of what I've learned thus far from TikTok. And I know people are rolling their eyes at me, but this is where there's a reason TikTok is outlasting Google in some searches because you really can, you can take a lot from daily life just from these little snippets on the social media. And the thing is, it's very frustrating for people who are against the war because their families, they watch the news that tells them one thing, a lot of the news in these countries, I'll give you Romania as an example. I know Romania isn't on this list, but Romania's news, main news organizations that are like are on t- cable TV, they're oligarchal. So they're like owned by the same parent companies, the same families who, you know, help drive a lot of the misinformation. And you're driving it nationally because it's just like a part of the national news, how are you going to combat that with a YouTube ad campaign? Hmm. That's sort of like, that's what I'm thinking about it. And to me, it just feels like the misinformation work that we're trying to do now, I feel like we're not going to really see uh, the fruits of it until maybe several generations from now.
1: I think you're right. That president. is my theory. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think that makes sense. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out um, it wasn't just uh, Jigsaw that put this together. It was uh, Jigsaw plus uh, uh, a couple of different u- researchers at Cambridge University and University of Western Australia. So this was like a, a broad-based campaign. They actually published uh, the research paper just recently on the effects that they're seeing. And you're, and you're also absolutely right that if the perception is that, hey, look, you've got this American company that is essentially wagging its finger rightly or wrongly at another culture saying oh well we know don't worry we don't blame you we know that you're just too ignorant to appreciate that you're being lied to here we're here just to set you straight and give you the tools against those awful awful people of your government and your society that are trying to Mm -hmm. i mean but uh, uh, on the broader sense though if this is something that they choose to roll out everywhere you know um they come in the form of like short animated videos that are just Hmm. informational and content that come come across kind of like as part of like the ads that you get loaded up and it would be very very interesting to me to see like what happens if that is just just like uh, it's been so long since i've watched like actual broadcast television but occasionally you'd get public service announcements and and they'd be very very and if they're like on kids televisions like oh there's there's some of the commercial ads have to be devoted to like actual educational content so you have to learn hey here's how to brush your snoopy and the Peanuts gang are going to teach you how to brush your teeth for the next 30 seconds and you pick up certain things from that and i'm interested to see if if every time someone is like sort of buckled in for okay so here's going to be i'm going to i'm going to get the that ad for that weird wallet i'm going to get that ad for this, this nutritional supplement, but now here's the 20 seconds that says, here's how to identify misleading headlines. Here's how I identify here. Here's some of the, here's some of the things that kind of signal that you're being misinformed. If that becomes part of your skill set, if that becomes, if people have, I think that if people everywhere on the internet are taught certain basic mental hygiene, I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see if that makes, if, if that, if that knocks down this problem by 10%, that might be a worthy thing but you're absolutely right if it just hmm. become if it just becomes if they decide that don't worry we're going to deploy this in uh, this place where we feel as though people are backwards and ignorant as opposed to yeah we got those people in the United States too i or or have you missed have you missed the news by the last two presidential elections and congress and the senate in general um i i think that that would be acceptable i think they they're only focusing on these Uh, these three areas right now because it's a pilot program it's not something they're willing to roll out just yet and i think they're going to be taking a look at the metrics based on this and decide whether or not this is something that should be rolled out into youtube proper and it should and it should be mentioned. This is not a YouTube research project. This is Jigsaw. And again, their whole mandate—they've been around for like six years now. Their whole mandate is they have like super, super PhDs for like so society observers and technologists yes. that are saying how can we how can we solve problems in society using technologies uh, technology. And to me, that like makes me go, yeah. That's often how you wind up subjugating lots of other people on the planet by saying don't worry we will we're we're not going to ask you like what problems are you having with education in your part of this country we are just going to send you free we're going to build this 100 dollar laptop for all of you because if you just give all your students laptops <laughs> i'm sure that this will fix itself like no what what we need is like actual buildings And we need like roads so that people can get their kids from their homes to these schools and like, but thank you for the laptops. They are, they're colorful and they make nice drink coasters. But other than that.
0: It is worth noting by the way, that these videos use apolitical animations. They don't tackle like certain things that are misinformation. So they use pop culture references from star Wars or the Simpsons to explain how (laughs) manipulation tactics work. Um, That could work. I could see that working. I could see that working. They should just roll that at (laughs) (laughs) Comic-Con. Speaking of inoculating the American public, I'm just saying, if you come to the American public and just say that, like, it's okay that there were women of color in Star Wars. You don't need to complain about it on the internet.
1: Yeah, Yes, th- yes, th- they're going to be ho- they're going to be black hobbits. It's going to be okay. You'll get over it. No, no, it's not a travesty.
0: Wait, is that what people are pissed off about now with the new? Is is that real?
1: Yeah, there's the new Lord well, of the Rings every, well, ev- every, Amazon. Everywhere, it, 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 that's that, that's what happens everywhere. It's like they're, they <sighs> they cast like a, a black actor or an actress as a hobbit, and suddenly, oh my god, that's totally wrong. Right. And I and you know what I I, I can i know this is going off on another topic but it's I. i can sort of like understand that sort of reaction because when like uh when tuvok was on voyager and i'm like wait a minute but the vulcans not only have they always been like white actors painted to maybe made up to look like they might have a a small green skin tone so the same skin tone but also (laughs) they always cast actors who look like they could be related to leonard nimoy so they, they always it, you're casting a very specific type of of look as vulcans always like for like 30 years and now there's a black vulcan and that's and like yeah so there there is some like you know uh part of my brain that says i don't understand where black vulcans came from but then again, that's the nerd part, like of 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 the brain talking, saying, "Well, they cast they cast this an African American actor they that they, they seem to like, they seem to like what he did the role. It's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be okay." And like. <laughs> It's like don't don't be don't be upset that they cast a black actor as Johnny Storm in the, in the Fantastic Four movie, okay? Michael, my, my, like my Michael Jordan was was absolutely perfectly cast. You'll get over it. It's okay. I know it's not a sign of a larger problem of quote woke culture unquote trumping like all the traditions and the and the higher logic. There is no higher logic. We're making up a universe in which people stretch like rubber and turn into fire. You're upset that this character is black instead of white. I think you need an adjustment
0: (laughs) I would like to end this on this note because I know so little about Star Trek I thought you said Tupac (laughs) and I went and I googled Tupac on Star Trek (laughs) and I was like what? this happened? I'm sure there's a t-shirt available at a con somewhere about that (laughs) I I know exactly who you're talking about now that I've obviously been taken to the right Wikipedia page. But um, I did have to Google that. <laughs> Eventually, sometime in my life, I will watch Star Trek. It's just, uh, it's a lot. It's I, a lot, I, right? I,
1: now. I understand it's good again. I, I had to I had to sort of abandon it because it got really really like Voyager kind of broke me again for (laughs) like i I enjoy the next generation most of it not all of it See, that's where i want to
0: start i want to start with captain janeway because i feel like because i feel like i just i'd love a red-haired russian
1: yeah well and jane and janeway (laughs) is a good candidate for like the best star trek captain ever I'll I'll, 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 I'll turn on my shot clock to make sure this doesn't turn into like a 20 minute bonus episode in and of itself. The pro the problem with Voyager was they started off with the most incredibly cool premise ever for a brand new star Star Trek series, because every single Star Trek before that was about Star Starfleet is this really rigid, tight ass, highly bureaucratic, you know, rigid, like military structure uh, 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 organization. So, okay. So, and where they're always talking, oh well, we have this prime directive we have to follow, and oh well, we're gonna have to like we there's this treaty that we have to observe, and blah blah blah. We have to we have to escort this ambassador to this person. And so the idea of when they heard about the premise that okay, here is this star here is the starfleet sh- ship that is thrown like so far and uh, away from starfleet that they're totally cut off. Now they're totally they're totally cut off from the chain of command, and they have. Uh, they can't put into a star base for like f- to get things fixed or get things upgraded. They can't like check for commands. They have to decide like how, what rules they're going to follow because they are never going to get home. And some of the members of the crew might not like still being, you know, not, not like their new situation. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. Like they could break every single rule and really talk, really talk about like, how do these Starfleet officers adapt to the situation? But by like season three, like they had said oh wow we 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 lost one of our shuttlecraft don't worry we're going to build a replicator and replicate another shuttlecraft like that's not how it works you you can't get you can't get parts you can't get things fixed and like it, it was just like a, it just turned into another star trek okay where it's like you you are no there are no consequences of being a kajillion light years away without beyond any hope of ever being get, having any resources that you're supposed to have as a starship that's all i'm saying I was like, nope, that's fine. We can still feed ourselves. Nope, that's fine. We still get power. No, nope, that's fine. If we break anything, we can fix it. Like, so why would bother? Anyway.
0: <sighs> I hope I get to work my way through this series with my family someday. I feel like yes. that would be nice. Andy, you doing radio this week?
1: I'm actually off for a couple of weeks. I'm off this week and, oh, the, and the show is in repeats okay. next week because of, uh, because of Labor Day stuff. So, but I will be back in oh, a couple of weeks, right. probably on a Friday, probably at the Boston Public Library, and probably having a good time.
0: That's awesome. Well, I really want to thank you again for holding it down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I certainly have not been. <laughs> I've just been you've, been.
1: you've been doing your best, um, and your best is very, very good.
0: Yeah. Uh, j- on that end, I also have to thank our editor Jim for being patient with us, as the schedule has just been topsy turvy because life is just topsy turvy. <laughs> um, Andy, where can people go to find you if they like to find out more about you?
1: As usually, as usual, spell my last name on Twitter or Instagram to find out stuff like that. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to re- Hopefully, I'll have an announcement about my website soon enough. We've, I've moved to oh. the new server, and now I'm trying to get everything turned back on again. So, yes. we'll, fingers crossed.
0: Yes. Uh, As for me, you can find my byline at flowrights.tech. That'll take you straight to all my work at gizmodo.com. I would also like to remind you that we do have all of the show notes and past episodes available at relay.fm slash material. That is our home on the web outside of your podcasting app that you use to listen to us. and if you're interested, of course, you can always go to relay.fm slash membership to find out how to become a member of this wonderful network that we are on, so that you support us and the other wonderful shows that we share the marquee with. Thank you everyone so much for listening, for being here week after week, for listening to our rants and raves and me just trying to make it through a show with half a voice. <laughs> Until next week, we promise we'll come back a little more la- a little more light next week, okay? So Go do some self-care, drink some tea, eat some chocolate, get some sleep, and we'll see you in seven days. Have a happy.